Welcome to episode 68 of Control-Alt-Revolt. I'm Nick Call. I'm Single White Medusa. We're enjoying our keen coffee that we enjoy on many days. A nice almond ole. And we were bad kids right before this because we got a sidecar donut. And it was good and it was worth it. it was and we worth shared it. It was worth it. That was a good apple fritter. We'll do three workouts tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. So what's on your mind today? I'm just hanging. Yeah? Easy breezy. What's on um, your mind? Oh, I think we were just looking back at the month of August and realizing that unfortunately you were correct and August was crazy and we were kind of wondering what September will bring. I think September is going to be wild. Yeah, I do too, I think. Um something I don't know anything specific but I'm I'm vaguely maybe slightly concerned about the next couple weekends because you know this weekend is a holiday weekend so it's gonna be more people out and about things will be crowded sometimes people get a little aggressive and crazy when there are crowds I don't know could be nothing but I'd be a little like a little more careful than normal maybe and then the next weekend after that is September 11th on on a Saturday so I don't know I would I don't know. I'm a little concerned. Like, I hope there are no little, you know, or big terrorist (laughs) attack kind of things, uh, since they're feeling a little cocky uh, after the Afghanistan debacle, I feel like. Yeah, I think that I think the reason that I think things are going to get a little crazier is they they do seem to have gotten away with Afghanistan. I think there are some damning leaks coming out. But, you know, how much can how much can you do? when um the media and the press aren't going to cover anything Mm -hmm. so like imagine like if trump were president right now you would be hearing nothing but afghanistan and new orleans joe doesn't go to new orleans i remember when george bush not landing in new orleans and just flying over it ended george bush's career and made him the worst person ever yeah you know uh trump would have been impeached 46 times but but Joe gets a pass and Joe realizes it because now he and Anthony Blinken are doing briefings and they're not taking any questions from the press. Wow, even Anthony um, Blinken? Yeah, they they, wow. they 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 I don't think Joe can take questions. Yeah, I don't think but, he can. <laughs> but they've gotten away with it and so the talking points went out today. Um and those were it's time to double down on the mask apartheid. It's time on on the on the not mask apartheid, but the um the vaccination apartheid. Yeah. yeah. And basically letting you know that they are going to go ahead and create two systems, um, the vaxxed and the unvaxxed. Uh, and so you have a lot of healthcare professionals. I posted a video on Facebook today who are being fired because they're refusing to take the jab. Um, so that's going to create a lot of problems. And I would encourage everybody, if you're in that situation, go ahead and let them fire you, even if you don't get benefits because they're going to say you're not meeting company standard or whatever. I do think there'll be a raft of lawsuits on the other side of this. But then to all the kind of like stupid bloggers and stupid media people out there, the talking points went out that it's time to do that sort of, um, I'm tired of the unvaccinated. Uh, they're destroying us. They're killing us. The winner in chief is this dumbass uh, Jennifer Rubin who said it's time to come down on the unvaccinated. And she put periods in between each one. And one and now was all caps. So they really want you to know how serious. 
she got roasted later in the day, but a lot of the early like tweets initially were pretty crazy. Um, really support like calling the vax stupid, calling them you know like or the unvax stupid, the unvaxed are creating everything. It was time to cut them off from gyms, movie theaters to, and then you know, like they they think like if you take away our freedoms, like there was very much like if we if we take away everything from them, then they'll line up for the vax. And that's kind of, I think that's a weird separating point between us and them. Like, they live for pleasure and ease and to be told what to do. They live for that. They really do when you look at it. Um, But they don't think we have the courage of our convictions. They really do think that we're under the influence of some sort of poltergeist, uh, was it two or three or one, you know, holy roller, evil preacher who's telling us that, Satan lives in the vaccine and we better not get it. And it's like, that's not the case. People have just done their risk assessment, listened to their sources and they've chosen whether, whether rightly or wrongly they've, they've made their choice. And the other side seems to be livid about that choice. And what we're coming to is this place in America where it has to be everything their way all the time on every issue and you look at the abortion issue out of texas and that is a pro-choice pro-life issue and they are supposedly pro-choice don't put anything you know don't make decisions about my body that's sacred uh jen sucky <laughs> lit a, you know did the, did the mighty girl thing to peter Ducey. Since you've never been pregnant, you can't make this decision, you know, because you're a man and men can't make decisions. Women can make all the decisions about everything, but men can't make any decisions. So so it's just kind of like that. That's that's cheap because that's not actually making an argument. That's just trying to emotionally control, which is what women do and which is what women get accused of, which is emotionally trying to control the argument, which is not right. And, and I think women who are smart, they, they don't like it when they use emotions to control it. And so, like you, no, they get like smart on ideas and good arguments. Um, but, you know, there's there's the voice, there's the, there's the mouth of Sauron up yeah. there immediately getting emotional and trying to control it because she doesn't like where the question is going. But then you turn around because the reporter was asking about Biden's Catholic faith. You know, he's a devout Catholic. You know, him and him and <laughs> yeah. Pelosi are devout Catholics. Right. Um, and they want to they want like and they want to kill little babies, you know, which is a great thing about Texas tonight. Little babies are safe in Texas. Yay. tonight. That's so awesome. I'm so happy. So, yeah. So um, you've got them out there doing that. And then you say, OK, well, you're pro-choice. You think your body's sacred. You think everybody's body's sacred. OK, great. We don't want to take the vaccine and without like, without a heartbeat, like with maybe just the crazy eye flutter that they do or, or where they get their big, weird psycho eyes, they go, oh no, no, that's different. You have to take that for my health. But I want to know where they get that idea because that's not like all the official information, you know, about the vaccine. I've said this before, but like, it's not supposed to matter. It's supposed to help you, you, you know, lessen your symptoms. That's all it's supposed to do, according to the actual vaccine makers and whatever. So where, like, first off, leftists are known for not 
doing as much as much they research on things. They just read headlines, read tweets, whatever, and like, okay, yeah, that. And they're not. Uh, they've done studies on it. Like, they're super unlikely to actually read articles very often. They just love reading headlines and you know. Well, they going become off they become leftists like this teacher out of Sacramento. They become leftist out of emotionalism. Mm-hmm. So the teacher, you know, comes in there and and gives them what they think are arguments. And caters to their insecurity about their intellect and their intelligence, and then gives them emotional arguments that they think are cogent arguments. Did you know that Republicans, you know, uh, are warmongers? Oh, oh, yeah, I didn't know that, you know. And so they they come to leftism through emotionalism, and left in it, leftism is a lot about spoon feeding the talking points, and it's flexible because the only true goal of leftism is it's not uh, that black lives matter. It's not income equality or equity or it's never the, the goal of leftism is never anything that they're luring people to the tent with. The goal of leftism is power. Yes. Pure and simple. Yeah. They will say and do anything to get power. And so it gives them this ability to evolve like schizophrenics on every point And the cult never questions that. Because remember, in a, in a cult-like situation, you never question the leader. You never question the talking points. You don't want to be uh, fair-gamed. Yeah. So you just embrace it, and you go with it, and it's tribalism, and it's politics. Conservatives, maybe I can't speak for Republicans anymore. I don't even know that there are any. Mm-hmm. But let's just say the sort of conservative libertarian crowd, they often don't come to it through emotionalism. They come to it through um, actually looking at what's going on in society and, you know, looking at their paycheck and going, well, I would like to keep more of this. Yeah. You know, and things like that. And they, they, they come, they, and, and a lot of the times they come to it when they go, I, I want privacy. That's a big thing. And the left, the left is not about privacy. They, they want to know your vaccination status. Why? So that they can use it against you. They want to know where you live. Why? So that they can harass you at home. They want to know everything about you. So that they can use that to control you. Yeah. You know, the right is like, I want to be left alone. I want to be an invisible citizen. So it's not about power for the right. It's about the opposite of power. It's about limiting power. So that's the struggle between the two groups. I also think that um, the left, well, I kind of know, I don't think. The left have no actual moral compass and so it can shift a lot because it's not really based on anything other than um the current what's hip right now you know to to be for and against whereas like uh, a lot of the right obviously not all of the right is christian or jewish or religious or whatever but um a lot of the right is religious let's just say even christian a lot of the right are christian like us and i would say our moral compass is God's word, which does not change. Like the Bible does not change. And so at least we have this point of view um, that we can always um, measure things off of. And, you know, how does that relate to what God says? And what God says hasn't changed. And so we kind of tend to stay more solid in what we're for and whatever. And that's why they're just all over the place is they don't have that. Yeah. Um, and even if you're not Christian, you're usually a big fan of Western civilization, which mm-hmm. evolves along Judeo-Christian values, which are rooted in common sense, you know, and practical, practical thought, um, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, you know, individual choice, free will. Most people don't realize, like, 
the heart of the entire Judeo-Christian religion is free will. That's yeah. that's the relationship between you and God. So yeah. even if you aren't religious by any way, shape, or form, but you're on this side, that's like that's the defining point whether for you, whether you know it or not. It's that you feel that you will engage in politics to protect and exercise your free will. The left says your will must be subservient to the state. In England, they're starting to say, wouldn't it be better if the state managed children? They're making that argument, and they're making that argument because they have plans for that. That's how they do that. Here they're saying um, all the movie theaters, gyms, restaurants, all the things that you built, those are ours now the collective us and for our safety unless you take this medical experiment you must be banned from that you must become a second class citizen which if you look at if they really are arcing towards a totalitarian power structure they need they need an underclass to finally get everybody into the gray and black uniforms with the jackboot shouting at Goldstein, having this common enemy always lurking in the shadows that they will oppress to forge a security state that gives them total power. Yeah. I feel like I just realized maybe what it's all about. <laughs> but... What's it all about, <laughs> Medusa? <laughs> so I'm reading slash one? listening to Mark Levin's book right now. Yeah, I love that one. I like that song a lot, actually. Um, Mark, uh, Mark Levin's new book, American Marxism. And um, so basically what you kind of realize is... Is he writing all caps in the book? I'm mainly listening at night when <laughs> oh. I can't sleep. Does he scream? <laughs> I, I got to say, it's not the most relaxing he screams uh, listen. I no. like Mark Levin, but boy, <laughs> he must write in all caps. Actually, yeah, you would think. And the, so luckily... I don't want to say luckily, because I do like his voice, but yes, it would not be restful in the middle of the night. But um, he reads, like, the, I think, the introduction or something, but then another guy reads, like, the main part of the book. So y you get to hear a little Levin, and then it's another They Schwarzeneggered it. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly. Schwarzenegger's biography. <laughs> he reads the beginning, and he reads the end. He's like, I came from Austria, and I was very sad because my dad was a Nazi, and then I learned how to weight lift. And in chapter two, you'll find out uh, how I made it in America. And then you listen to some other guy read it for like 15 chapters. Oh, there. No, I'm going to Yeah. And then it comes back. He's like, I'm so sorry about Maria. I cry every night. I shouldn't have been with the maid, but she made a good Google. Now I have a bastard kid. <laughs> Who I like better than my Who I like better than my regular fop kid that Maria raised. Ah, I'm so sad. I wish I were a movie star still, but I'm not. <laughs> um, so, basically, what I have come to realize, probably a lot of people already know this, but um, Marxism is, obviously, it's all about power, but it's really about dividing people and um, having an oppressed and an oppressor. And so, whereas, like, it used to be uh, in, like, in history, it was usually about, like, the wealthy uh, against, you know, the... Uh, average, you know, working class type of thing. Um, but there's not as much of like that class system in America. And so that's why they decided to make a, I think, basically pretend race problem. That's just my opinion. Uh -huh. But I feel like the racism that had been in our country in the past was 
pretty much cleared up before they started all this nonsense. Yeah, it's amazing how it all came back. And, yeah. And Martin Luther King is now the bad guy, and Ibram X. Kende is, is the great guy by saying that you need to be more racist to fight racism, and you're like, well, that makes no sense. Yeah. But it, it clears things up for me, because for a long time I thought Marxism was about Richard Marx. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no. I thought that's a... <laughs> It's an awful, <laughs> it's, it's an like awful political ideology. Base Basing on. it on a five foot three mullet wearing piano with one good out al- player with one good album under him. Exactly. Seems you know I mean if you're gonna form a cult it's not the worst cult but you know it's not one I would run to join. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, you had a donut cult, I'm in. <laughs> exactly. So you know now they've made up a new quote unquote oppressed class and then some fake oppressors. So whatever. Anyway, I just realized. That that's kind of maybe what they're trying to now co-opt co-opt the vaxxed against the unvaxxed yes. as they're now trying to make it that the unvaxxed are oppressing yes. the vaccinated. Boom, just made sense. I mean, yeah. it doesn't make sense. It's crazy, but no, at least like I get that's the, that's the game. Doing. But and 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 remember, like there are a lot of people that are inconveniently unvaxxed for them. A lot of educated people at the PhD level, a lot of people who've been vaccinated and are now having vaccination remorse. And a lot of brown and black people, because no one really figured that out, that black people have a real problem with vaccination, being that they've been experimented on and aren't running out to do it. Mm-hmm. But when you read the Jennifer Rubin tw- tweets, and there's a few in there, I mean, many, um, the response is like, it is clear that they are using straw you. Uh, which is, you know, you MAGA-loving, giant hillbilly truck-wearing, you know, uh, driving person, you know, who handles snakes on Sundays and probably has impregnated their daughter and granddaughter. You, you are killing all of us. And so that's that's not the case. I, I actually know a lot of people that might fit that sort of definition, and they're vaccinated. They're a little vaccinated hesitant now. Um, not, that, not that definition, but, you know, just more like white Christian Trump voters. Um, a lot of them are vaxxed. It's a lot of the other people who aren't vaxxed and are kind of getting surly about it. But that doesn't matter to people who control the media narrative. Mm-hmm. What matters is they don't want to face 2022. Yeah. And they need to create an insurrection. And the last insurrection didn't take because even though they're holding people deep down under the Capitol in the Capitol State Police Prison or whatever it is, in solitary confinement for eight months now, I know. no one's been charged with insurrection. They've been charged with illegal touring, and they've been forced to plead guilty if they ever want to see the, the sunlight again. That's your nation right there. That is your nation right there. Political prisoners. I saw um, an article. Oh, go ahead. But... Yeah, what's, what's well, right? I saw an article about one of those prisoners who did recently get the released. The shaman? Uh, well, if it was, yeah, it he, didn't say that He that pled was guilty him. today because he wanted to get back to his vegan market. Okay, no. See, that guy, I still don't know if he's legit no. on our side because we he saw was, a picture of him he at, was a, LARPing. at like a lib um, demonstration that had been prior to that. Like a super, well, I don't know if it was Black Lives Matter or something like definitely or Antifa or something, but... Whatever it was, I was like, no, he was a plant. But, no, I think this is a different guy because he had already been previously released just a little while ago. And apparently one of the, uh, well, I don't even want to say released, but, like, allowed to go back home until he was officially had his trial or or was charged or something like that. So he gets to go back home because he says that he's 
you know, he has remorse and blah, 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 and he just wants to, okay, I'm not going to do those things anymore. I'm just going to go back to my life. And then part of the rules for him to go back home was he couldn't go on the internet, which I'm like, what? That's so crazy. But apparently he got caught on the internet and watching a couple days uh, of the symposium of the uh, Mike Lindell cyber symposium. So, and so basically they put him back in jail. Yeah. That's like, I mean, I don't know. That seems a little crazy to me. It's it's pretty crazy what the government, the DOJ is doing, but I think this podcast has touched a lot on fun things that the FBI does to set child molesters free. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I've, I remember I was a, you know, whatever you want to call me of the government. Um, I've kind of lost complete faith in government. What do you mean, like being a soldier in the past, or just you? You were a fan of the government. I was or, a soldier. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not too pro-government right now. No, no. no. So um, there's an interesting doctor that surfaced today, and we'll make this the the kind of final touching point on this a medical apartheid talking point that went out today, where they're telling everybody all the stupid people like Jennifer Rubin, who's probably the event. In horizon of intelligence like I think that if you had a conversation with Jennifer Rubin that you would lose some skill or ability or have like a minor stroke you'd definitely be dumber after having that have you ever had a conversation with somebody where you literally felt dumber afterwards like it kind of feels like you feel kind of dehydrated and tired and like you're like I think I'm dumber now after talking to that person she would be that like you literally like you would have to take a hot bleach shower you would have to have like an ocho red eye which is eight shots of espresso <laughs> you would have to like then sit down and maybe watch my dinner with andre mm, that'd be which fun. we might we I should watch that, that this weekend and like you you would maybe you would even make like a mushroom tart and you would you might like peruse a little bit of french poetry you would have to do things to it to like vax up against the stupidity of jennifer rubin yeah. so those talking points went out but lo and behold, there's this doctor out there, and he's a biggity big. And so, what did he say today? Yeah, I mean, he's a surgeon at the Mayo Clinic. Yeah. So that's that's very big. And he basically said, unvaccinated patients who need surgery get in the back of the line. Yep. And as he was saying that he he will screen. And can you put that article in the comments? But mm -hmm. he was saying that he'll screen. His patients, and if you're vaccinated, you go to the front of the line. If you're unvaccinated, and he said he doesn't relish having to do this, but he'll withhold care if it if he cannot, you know, provide if there's not enough room. Now, your key to that statement is the word relish when he used it, because when people use relish and they they say they don't relish it, what they really mean is they do relish, because relish is it's one true. of those wonderful words that does something to your mouth like it may, you when you say relish you actually are hungry yeah. like that's that's what that word does to you so you really want to do that you really want to withhold you you're this small person who wants so badly to be right all the time that you now want other people to die and suffer because of the truth because no we told you you should have gotten the vaccine and now now you're going to die. Am I going to die because I didn't get the vaccine? No, you're going to die because we're forcing you to die because we're not going to render medical treatment. That is a thing now. That is happening. I don't think it's happening everywhere, and I think there are a lot of wonderful doctors and healthcare providers, but 
How do you know that? How do you know that? Yeah. If you live in a great area, I think you're great. But if you're like some of us and you live behind enemy lines, and Orange County is pretty great. And I know a lot of doctors around here. I think I'll be fine. But man, sometimes you meet these little Hitlers of the railroad. You meet these Karens in the oddest places and they blindly obey and they wish you dead. Look at the the vitriol towards Joe Ro- Rogan for having the audacity to manage his own health with a and doctor. prosper yeah and live oh man they were just so hoping that he could die like all that gleeful i mean that's that's one of the things that irritates me about this sort of like radical evil clicktivist left is like they're so bipolar they're so like soy boy sitting in their basement unicorn hair sad depressed you know living vicariously through video games or superhero movies, going online, getting stimmy, sitting at home, not working, pretending that the rest of your life is a sick day from school and thinking that you're a hero somehow for doing that and then clicktivating, activist clicking to support causes that are sort of these 1984 Goldstein-esque hurl hate and vitriol at somebody dance on people's graves laugh like you could tell that they were just they were they were they were hovering that joe rogan a human being would die so that they would be proved right i don't have that much investment in anybody Mm -mm. if i don't like you and you make it great if i if i don't like you and you die what I usually do just between me, you, and the ether is I pray for you. And I pray that somehow God had mercy on you, even though you didn't deserve it. Because, hey, spoiler, no one deserves it. Mm-hmm. But I don't say, oh, I'm so glad you're dead and stuff like that. I might comment, hey, what would you think was going to happen? You know, or I might talk about, like, when Hugh Hefner died, I might say, yeah, I don't think that guy's in heaven. Yeah. I think he's in hell now. I think he ate up and destroyed a lot of lives, but that's just my opinion, and that's okay. I really don't like the everybody who's dead is a hero thing, which is the opposite side of that. But what I don't think that you should do is wish people dead so that you can be right about an argument online. I know. And not, like, look inside yourself and see how less a life can be lived than that i don't know that there is I, I i think that that's but these are people that are depressed these are people that are on some sort of medication these are people that are mind controlled by the state these are people that are told in the throes of a pandemic don't go out and work out and get sunshine which are all great things for you stay home be sick and if you go outside wear a mask don't look anybody in the eye don't have any conversations isolation fear anxiety I wish sometimes the left could understand that the people who are your thought leaders and your thought masters, they're trying to kill you too. They don't like you either. Yeah, you're useful idiots. Yeah, you're useful idiots. You're Daniel and V. There's a good throwback reference, <laughs> but that's a very common thing. You're a Bolshevik. You know, once once they, once you've done your clicktivating, once you've worn uh, your unicorn hair for women's equity and rights. When everybody switches over to the jackboots, you're not part of the plan. You're not getting a uniform. 
you're getting lined up against the wall. And how do you know? Because they're asking you to line us up against the wall. What makes you think you're any different? And that's the podcast. <laughs>